So welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast. And again, we're talking about Boba Fett. This is episode two. The Tribes of Tatooine. Speaking of Big Mike, I just saw him the other day and he just walked up the trap house and he was like, I just had the illest blunt I ever smoked. <laughs> <laughs> so Big Mike, how'd you feel about this episode of Boba Fett? I, mean, I thought the episode was good. I thought it was pretty much a good continuation of the previous weeks. You could argue that this one picks up a little more on the action. To me, it's kind of like an even part of the first episode in the sense that it's still kind of building up towards something. You know that Boba Fett's taking over for Jabba the Hutt. Now I know that there are people who clearly have an issue with so we're still in the process of kind of learning who these people are because now I think you're learning that there's probably more than one person and it's not the person that they initially wanted you to think that it was yeah so uh, initially it was supposed to be the mayor or it seemed like it was supposed to be the mayor and he's just like yeah. nope that wasn't me <laughs> nope and uh he's like you gotta ask so why would i want you dead so part you know it's interesting i think it's his cousins or is it brother or sister i can't remember i want to say his cousin and basically they're trying to lay claim to the throne and boba's like you know bump that <laughs> Back i'm off. not going anywhere like i said it'd be interesting to see what they do because the brother said bloodshed was bad for business and he was patient so he wasn't going to kill him right there although the sister wanted it to happen and the gangster um, Wookiee just walked up <laughs> yeah, he just stared at him grunted and rolled out so you know I'm assuming that they're going to have some showdown by the time the season's over with again it's a lot of flashback but that again is necessary because both of us supposed to be dead and now you bring this character back you know much to the delight of a lot of fans and so I think it is important to show First episode, he showed how he lived, what he's been doing in the time since to get to the point that he's at now. And it further explains, again, when he showed up in Mandalorian Season 2, why he had the Tusken Raider staff, why he's dressed in their garb. And now you're starting to learn that they had him captive, and then thus he started helping them. Yeah, that reminded me of The Last Samurai or Dances with Wolves. (laughs) Very similar to that. That's actually a really good example, too, especially Last Samurai. Well, now he's essentially been kind of accepted as one of their own. Yeah. And taken in. And so, like I said, all this lends to where the character's been, how the character's gotten to where he is now. And I think this episode, too, also lends to the criticism that the first episode had that a lot of the fighting was slower. The initial watch, but then the second watch, I was like, okay, I think this is done on purpose. One, because he's constantly in that recovery tank. And then I think it's to show that He's clearly been through some things. He's not 100%. And so that's why I said I think fighting at the present point is a little slower. I showed the flashback in this episode. The fighting was very much up to par with Mandalorian Season 2. And you can still see that Boba Fett was Boba Fett. He's still a badass. And he's still very much capable of hunting anyone down and taking them out if he needs to. Filoni and Favreau have done a good job of balancing this. Again, going through present day and kind of switching the past stuff, a lot of times it doesn't tend to work out well for a lot of directors or writers. And I think it easily go left and not work well. So the purpose that it's serving, like I said, is doing a very good job balancing out both eras. And I'd have to think that, again, with seven episodes, we're only through two. I don't think the Tuscan Raider thing is going to happen much more. I think that's just to give you enough background to show you that Boba Fett's still who he is and 
a reason why he should be feared that he should be claimed. To yeah, he basically just learned a new um, technique to kill you better. <laughs> yeah, and then now next, maybe you get a little bit more flashback in the third episode. But I think now we're going to get more modern up to where we're at chronologically, current time. And then I think all the real drama of who's trying to kill him and all the different things that he's really got to deal with is going to start coming to fold. I think it was really done well. The train scene I thought was done really well. Um, that reminded me of Solo a little bit because Solo kind of had a train scene similar to that. I did not think about that. I knew the train scene was familiar. And that dude that was in the cantina also looked like <laughs> Solo. Possibly. Tying things together now was clearly the thing and you probably are you can probably thank marvel for that because now since that's happened i feel like a lot more series are trying to do those things now just these little tidbits here and there to tie everything into one universe hmm. i have to go back and look at that again because now i'm wondering if dude was in solo well he just looked like han so that's what i'm saying he, he just had the same type of demeanor maybe not the same haircut but the face looked like his but those were Jabba's cousins, and not sure about the backstory of them and Star Wars lore. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure of them. I know the one cousin was on Clone Wars, but that cousin died, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm not too familiar with the twins. I have to do a little bit of research on them. I know a couple of fans online were happy because they were like, oh, yeah, all right, that'll do it. That means, you know, whatever else in the books is canon. And I'm like, well, I mean, they're in the books that should have been canon already. So Yeah, Disney just um, didn't want to pay people money it's good that they're bringing these characters about because we start bringing outlier characters like that that means pretty much open and doing other things that you should have done anyway with other characters from the expanded universe and those things so i would look at those things as a good sign so overall i think it was a really good episode even a little bit of fanfare with the raincore pit I thought was really well done you didn't have to force it per se yeah uh, i guess they might capture the one eventually but yeah, but you knew he was gone. You knew the pit was important because of the scene from Return of the Jedi. So the fact that they incorporated that into the episode just to give you that little bit of fanfare from that. Done well. You don't you don't overdo it real quick. People are happy, you move on and go to the next thing. I could say that this is slightly a slow burn because you kind of want a little bit more tidbit as to who's trying to get the boba and all that. But right now, it's a good pace for the first two episodes. And... With five more to go, you have plenty of space, especially depending, like, this episode was 52 minutes, so... Pretty long episode. episode like, 37? Yeah. 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 So, depending on how long the episode is going to be, so you give yourself enough space to actually work with that good amount of time that's left, hopefully in this thing on a high note to where people won, won another season, and you see that there's clearly plenty more they can do, both and continue the story, at least for another season, maybe two. I like this episode a lot. Did mention Last Samurai. I would say that this starts to feel like the Space Western. That a lot of influences of the original Star Wars is somewhat based on Japanese lore. So some of it. Not all of it. Yep. But like even the Daimyo, that's a feudal lord in Japan. Still has some influences, even with this current iteration of Star Wars. I like that. Like the Gangster Wookiee. I want to see what happens with him. <laughs> Just that quick introduction. I was like, all right. Clearly, when they get down, that should be a damn good fight scene. Because Gangster Wookiee, look, he can handle himself. Yeah, he like wasn't no fear in his heart whatsoever. He was looking like, just give me the word, and I'm about, <laughs> and it's a wrap. <laughs> so. Yeah, I like the kind of interweaving of classic Star Wars and the new stuff, the newer characters, and then the classic characters. So you, 
Because when they said the twins, I'm like, hold on, they talk about Luke and Leia because they would still be alive at this point. Yeah. But I'm like, they can't be those twins. Like, they wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Figuring out what was happening. But did they show a, like, interstitial or, like, something for the next episode? or? So I have not seen any trailers for the next episode. And I'll be honest, I didn't even see a trailer for this episode. I just know that they come out Wednesday morning. So Wednesday, whenever I get a chance, I just got it on to see what's what. Yeah, I don't know why they don't do... A trailer. You yeah, know they mean? did it for the if Mandalorian. The very end. Yeah. Even if you're not going to do it at the end, if, why you don't pull one out either that Friday or even that Monday? Just to get people prepared for that Wednesday. I'm not sure why they haven't been doing that. I know it comes out on Wednesday, so I tend to get up on Wednesday. If I'm not busy with work, then I'll cut it on. And you know, this Wednesday, I was busy, so I didn't get to cut it on until the afternoon. I don't know. We'll see. Start doing something. Because I know a lot of people do all the mess on Wednesday. And I turn around and then. Text beep and told him like, "Hey, don't forget Mandalorian. I mean, Boba Fett, <laughs> the real Mandalorian." He's like, oh yeah, he's like, "Oh yeah, thanks." And it's not on people's radars and things as much as they probably want it to be. So, but I mean, again, I do appreciate the respect that this has for Star Wars, and considering maybe everything except Rogue One, the level again of respect that it has for the lore, for the characters, they're not trying to introduce a whole bunch of like. The, this is the new Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> the new woke Boba Fett that has to teach Boba Fett how to be human <laughs> type thing. The restraint that is showed for this is important. This is when it starts to feel like Star Wars. When yep. it doesn't start to feel like Star Wars is when you got the J.J. Abrams over talking Finn. Oh my God. Oh my God. What do we do? What do we do? Could have me not win. Do all that stuff. But no, it doesn't feel like Star Wars again. This is the space Western aspect of star wars boba fett rolled into the tuscan raider town <laughs> he basically just does the job saves the town they grant him more skills and accepts him as one of their own and they might show back up later when he needs some help or something i could see that yeah. happening so yeah because at this point he's definitely one of them whether he's walking around with the mask on or not and he's clearly one of their own he did enough to damn sure earn it so. Yeah, he rode up on those speeders. Was like, yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, he told him, he's like, look, we're going to stop the train. I'll be back by morning. <laughs> and my man rode up with four speeders. And I'm, <laughs> well, I mean, what you going to say? This dude, Solo Dolo, went and took all four of them. was like, what's good? Y'all want to learn how to ride? And I also wonder if some of the clones might show up at some point. Thinking maybe like Terminator Salvation style that Boba Fett runs into a clone like, of himself but just asked me about that not too long ago about i mean the time period is not Moses right story and i was trying to explain yeah. to her i was like well you know his father was the subject for the clones which is aka basically the stormtroopers and i said but he wanted one that wasn't like that i said hence is boba and i told her i said but that doesn't mean you're not gonna see another version one of the clones or something that shows up because eventually bad batching on them they all kind of got their own little personalities and stuff along the way so reading an article so it's about Cobra Kai and just how Cobra Kai interweaves the old and the new and yep. it shows respect to both and not tries to downplay one or the other. It was comparing it to Star Wars. That Star Wars didn't do that. Star Wars had to kill off all the old characters to make the mouse more money. <laughs> so the lore is the lore, right? Been what it's always been and there's nothing that said that you needed to go in and change or fix anything. You literally work around the lore and you make something that fits that. Like I said, you could have taken Ray, you could have introduced her, 
And you could have had Luke Skywalker, the son of Darth Vader, properly train her and got her to the point where she's a straight up Jedi, respected by all. You understand why she's got the power she has and this and that. And instead, you had somebody who came along and said, yeah, fuck that. We don't need to do any of that. She's just powerful because she is. Because she's right. (laughs) Yeah, it literally makes zero fucking sense. Again, how the hell is it that Yoda, who trained Jedi for 800 years, went through all our fucking battle with Darth Sidious and barely got out that bitch alive? And you're trying to tell me Ray just comes along and that's it? Like, it's just shit that doesn't make any kind of sense at all. And all you have to do is literally sit down and respect the fucking lore for what it is. Cobra Kai does a very good job of taking old and new, balancing them both out, but also paying homage to what got us to this fucking series, right? Like, we're going to touch on Karate 1, 2, 3, whatever, and that's how we got here. And you don't have to fucking stress it. You don't have to do cheesy bit about like they do a very good job of paying homage to that and still giving you a fresh new take and a story on what's going on. And that's all the fuck they had to do with all the new Star Wars movies. It's not difficult at all. Like I said, you have the biggest movie franchise in the history of film. It's not much you should have to do with this. It's not like you have to struggle to please a whole bunch of people. <laughs> you really don't, like I said. And now you have playing Disney Plus shows, respecting the lore and using what the lore has. And making solid, very good television, which makes everybody that made those three movies look stupid. Agreed. Like, you really do. And doing it successfully, that's the key thing. I could see if these shows were failing. That Yeah. That would be one thing. Star Wars just be done at that point. I mean, it wouldn't be done in the minds of the fans, but as far as the, the Disney iteration of these Star Wars characters and movies, TV shows, they would be done. You have the people in place... Disney <laughs> put them in charge of the movie side of things. Even the intro for the show has some hallmarks back to like the Marvel intro. Something good's about to happen. And the movie doesn't do that. I don't think the movies have that intro, do they? Where it shows a different mask and yeah. it says Star Wars. No, movies don't have that. Even I thought that when I first saw Mandalorian, I was like, damn, that's kind of hot. <laughs> Marvel TV shows have the Marvel intro. Yep. I want to say I noticed it a couple times with Hawkeye that uh, I think they changed a couple frames within the Marvel logo when it comes on. I mean, I know they did the one for Black Panther when Chadwick passed, but like since all the movies and different things come out, I think I've seen a, a couple different shots that weren't in there before from newer movies or shows that they ended up putting in. I got to look at it again because they, they do interchange it sometimes if you pay attention to it, which like I said, is also is a good touch. I'm even thinking about Spider-Man. I was like, I wonder when the Blu-ray comes out, if they're going to end up changing the intro a little bit. And show scenes from the old Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man movies. Since everybody knows now, Toby and Andrew were in the film. It would be interesting to see what they do with things. But like you said about Star Wars, it would be, much as I know people wouldn't like it, I honestly wouldn't even mind if they redid, which again was a rumor one time. I know I said it that they should just say it's a bad force vision or dream or something to redo the trilogy. Dad. And they said at one point, Favreau said that was their idea. Like they were going to say that Ray had a force vision this whole time. Um, the only occur. issue I have with that is that it would piss a lot of people off. Yeah, but <laughs> I guess for me, I feel sorry for John Boyega and Daisy Ridley in particular. And um, Carrie Fisher, because yeah. you can fix some of the stuff because Mark Hamill is still alive, Harrison Ford is still alive. But Carrie Fisher, you can't fix that. Kylo Ren thing, like, I mean, he was okay, but I feel like Ben Solo should have had a way better story arc. 
<laughs> Adam Driver is a very good actor, considering yeah. the two movies I saw him in recently. But you don't get any of that in the Star Wars. And mm-hmm. it all comes down to poor direction and poor writing. And Jordan Boyega's a good actor. Daisy really uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, but Oscar Isaac, who is the greatest actor of our generation, <laughs> is in Star Wars giving a poor performance. Why does that happen? I don't understand. And, and what's crazy is when Moon Knight comes out, he'll probably do damn good in that. You'll be looking again going, damn, y'all really screwed up Star Wars, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. So at least someone from Disney realizes that Oscar Isaac has talent and is the greatest actor of our generation. And once him in something successful for Disney. I mean, again, on the movie side, you don't have anything coming out. At least in the next two to three years. It's either going to be animated stuff for Star Wars or it's going to be TV shows. Well, right now, I think it's mainly going to be TV shows because, like I said, Patty Jenkins' movie got canceled. And I haven't heard much about anything else. Everything else is a to-be-determined yeah. Just, basically, just dates. They haven't announced anything other than, like I said, I know they were talking to Feige at one point about doing something. And then they were talking about uh, Taika Waititi taking on a film. And that was about it. Like I said, I think we said it last part. You really want to just do a new Star Wars movie. Just let Favreau do the first one and just get it out of the way. Because he's been executing the shows anyway. So I mean, you saw what he did for Iron Man. Let Filoni write. Yeah. Just let them do the first movie and then kind of develop and go from there. So, Big Mike, what score would you give this episode of Boba Fett? I said, I still have it on par with the first one, so I'm still going to go eight and a half, just because I expect it to get better as it goes on, especially considering how the Mandalorian developed over time. Solid episode, great continuation of the first one. If I watch the first one, and then this one right after it, to me, it'd almost be like a real short hour and a half movie. So I got an eight and a half. Been solid writing, solid acting. Pace has been good. Show's been good so far. Definitely want to see where everything goes. So, uh, like I said, to me, the Favreau and Filoni just keep knocking it out the park with Star Wars, and they just need to keep letting them drive this ship, and everybody else needs to stay the hell off of it and just stay out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> to me, right now, George Lucas is... This, this is what I wanted. When I sold it to Disney, yeah. This is what I had in mind, so... I mean, he uh, had a vision. He had a story, or at least a story treatment prepared. Nope, we want Ray. Ray is everything. But yeah. and this also gives me hope for Obi Wan's show because if Favreau and Filoni overseeing that, like we were just talking about, you staying true to the lore and all that, then to me, Obi Wan's gonna be a solid show too. Something that fans will really be happy about to see between the time of him and Anakin and Return of the Sith up until the first Star Wars movie, what he was doing and what he was up to. Yeah, if it um, wasn't for the second season of Mandalorian. And also, these first two episodes of Boba Fett, I'd be concerned about Ashoka Tano and Obi-Wan. At least initially, when it was supposed to be that Star Wars movie every year for the next, probably up until 2025. Yep. I think there was supposed to be an Obi-Wan movie. Yeah, uh, Originally, yeah. Because it was supposed to be like the Star Wars stories. Solo was the first one that basically ended all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess Rogue One. Be Rogue One and then Solo, but Solo basically just put a stop to all that. It was like, yeah, this is not a good idea. But yeah. I'd be concerned about Obi-Wan, but just seeing, again, the respect, the the honor that is due Star Wars, that if you break out a lightsaber, 
just in the middle of the street, people would be honking the horns and giving you a thumbs up. I would also give this an eight, and I just see this as a continuation of the first episode. The bar was set during the first episode. This maintained the bar, particularly with the second season of Mandalorian. There were some off kilter episodes, uneven yep. episodes. Uh, I want to say it was like, episodes. yeah, the, that second one. I want to say it might have been at least two of those last season, but yeah. helps that this has an even flow. Can only get better from here. So hopefully it won't be any boring episodes, bottle episodes. I just want to see the gangster Wookie do his thing. Get busy with yeah. the get busy tool. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I thought they were all supposed to be. No, I guess not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> gangster Wookie? Hey, so they're not dead. All of them aren't dead. I thought like he was the last one. That was the Lord too. So uh, who are you talking about? Who's dead? The Wookiees. The Wookiees. Oh. Well, I mean, let's see. The end of Return of the Sith, when Yoda gets ready to go off, is about four or five standing there. So they clearly didn't all die then. And then you had Chewie and all the newer stuff. So I would have to assume there's still a couple roaming around out there. This is a big galaxy. <laughs> the Wookiees are probably somewhere in that casino planet chilling. <laughs> Give me the gangster Wookiee. That's all I want to say. Like now. Yeah, you look like he bought that life. Zero like, <laughs> that man walked up, growled, and looked at Boba like they say the word, you dead, bruh. But the Boba scratched, Boba ain't back down either. He stood there like, yo, y'all can turn this bullshit around because you ain't rolling shit around. It's me. <laughs> so, so hey, they setting it up to be a good show. Because he says only like seven total episodes, right? What I understand, seven episodes. Yeah, so uh, something needs to happen. This next episode, that's really... Yeah, I got a feeling this third one, though. I, I do feel like something's going to happen. I think a lot of this first two episodes was just giving you the background on the whole Tuscan Raider thing and his connection to them now and where he's been. I would hope that's about the end. Because, I mean, to me, that's all the flashback you really needed. Yeah, because unless they so start showing else. something from the Mandalorian where he gets his armor type thing, that's yeah. the only other tie into something. He kind of randomly showed up in that first episode at the end, so maybe show where he tracked the Mandalorian for a second. Possibly that, but other than that, I, like I said, I don't think there's really much else you need to dive into. I mean, we know he saved Finn Chan from the first season of Mandalorian when she was supposed to be dead, so like I said, a lot of those little tidbits, they've already touched on the Mandalorian, so it's not too much else you should have to go through. Any chance that a Jedi shows up in any of these episodes? That would be par for the course. I'll put it like that. If a Jedi showed up. Well, I mean, because you did get I, a Shokatano in The Mandalorian. So, yeah, who else is in those animated shows that would be somewhere in this timeline? So, Ezra is missing. That's who Ahsoka's looking for. Um, I have actually never watched Rebels. So, uh, Ezra's the only Jedi that I remember on that was supposed to be on that show. And then out of Clone Wars... This is all, so wait a minute, so this is all after Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. All right, so Plo Koon and all them, they're all dead. Didn't Ezra give himself up or sacrifice himself to thwart General, was it Thrawn or whatever his name's? It yeah. went like hyperspace somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why Ahsoka's trying to go find him and like Paggy was about a long time ago. Trying to figure out who's going to show up on Mandalorian. And I said, it was probably got to be Luke because... A lot of people going Ezra, but he said, well, if you have Ezra show up, that takes away the Ahsoka purpose because her whole purpose is to go find him. 
So more than likely, they're going to save that for her show, which made a lot of sense and enhanced why Luke showed up. So Luke and Grogu showing up randomly in this. I don't know. You probably got a better chance of Din Djarin showing up. And might not need any Jedi for this. And again, uh, I can I'm, see Carl Weathers showing up somehow in yeah. this that kind of tie back. I mean, if you're not going to do a direct Mandalorian callback or have Din Djarin show up, that is an okay character to bring in. Because again, he can handle himself and he also does have some bounty hunter connections. So if they're looking for the huts or somebody, gangster Wookiee, he might have some information. People online were saying they want to see, uh, I can't remember the name, Bill Burr's character from Mandalorian. They yeah, want him to show up. He could also fit. I mean, Gina Grano probably is not going to show up. <laughs> no, no, no. Favreau, at one point, the rumor was he had told Disney to bring her back, but I don't know if that happened or not. Yeah, because again, there was this one photo that she had put out where she was in front of, I guess, the Star Wars stuff at Disney World. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of well after all her downfall issues, like whatever the stuff happened. It was just like a random photo, and that was it. When everything died back down, he said the Pharaoh was kind of pissed that Disney opted to get rid of her. I think he was basically arguing the same thing I said, like, Somebody's personal views are their personal views. You can be an asshole. It has nothing to do with what you do on the show and the character you play. As long as she's not popping up on the show and then they're airing a line of her being like, oh, fuck all Democrats. It's all about the Republicans or MAGA or some shit. Basically. Like, <laughs> that's not the only thing. They say cut. She can go be the asshole she wants to be or whoever she wants to be. And if you don't like her, just don't pay her ass any attention. But the point he was making was, look, for the purpose that I need her for the show, she works. And mm-hmm. I think it was wrong to get rid of her. And shit's died down. And last I heard, he kind of vouched for like, yo, we need to bring her back at least for the third season of Mandalorian. Though, so I could finish out what the fuck I was doing. And I heard Disney was kind of treading the wars a little bit. But like I said, it died down so much we weren't even talking about her anymore. So Yeah, like, like even things. now, like I think that whole fervor around let's get the ops, basically. <laughs> I think that all that has died down pissed off for like a week and then the next thing happens nobody even fucking talks about it anymore until yeah. she shows them on screen and you got like two people who are Somebody's still hard up on it like, being like oh what the fuck you brought her back fuck Disney again these two people compared to what two and a half million that are watching the show who give a fuck I invest like, in Disney bring her back <laughs> it's not that serious whatever I'm not gonna keep harping on this what's gonna happen after this I mean what's the next show I don't think Obi-Wan is coming out before Mandalorian season 3 but there's a slight chance it may because like I said Mandalorian season 3 last I heard it was supposed to come out 2022 and then they were talking about actually holding it out until 2023 so so people probably can forget about that Luke Skywalker showed up in the movie Star Wars Obi-Wan's been shooting so that'll probably be done I would say the next few months so they could probably put it out in the fall which would tie people over until Mandalorian Season 3, because I know a lot of people want it, but since they're saying it's probably going to be the last season of Mandalorian, probably going to hold it out as long as they can a little bit, build up anticipation, especially considering that Grogu's been training with Luke. They also have that Cassian Andor show yeah, out which there. Yeah, done shooting, if I'm not mistaken. And is that Acolyte thing still happening? I don't heard anything about it. I want to say Andor was done. I could have sworn I saw that like a month ago. Where they say they were done with, I think, most of the shooting for that. And then Mandalorian was supposed to start shooting recently. And Obi-Wan, like I said, had already been shooting. Because it was rumored that they were going to show a trailer 
Was it Disney Day? And I think it was a rumor that they were going to have a trailer and instead they just like showed D23 the concept or something art. like that. I think yeah. And so they didn't show the trailer, but they had all that concept art and it confirmed that Obi Wan and Vader are going to have some interaction in the show. Which, again, enough fan service got fans hyped. And it's probably better they didn't show the trailer because it builds up more anticipation. So, like I said, if you're planning on pushing Mandalorian back a little bit, then I would assume Obi Wan is going to be so you go with because. That'll tie fans over. People will still be hyped off that. And then you go straight into Mandalorian and you find out what's up with Grogu. Luke's trained him, I would assume. So I'm assuming that he'll be a little bit bigger, maybe. <laughs> maybe not, but at least he'll have a lightsaber and he'll be doing something. And then you still have to figure out what's going on with Din John since he had the Darksaber. So did he ultimately go back to Mandalorian? What is he doing? Yeah, and then Sasha Banks character. Who's the other person? Is she still doing that show? Sasha Banks is not. Yeah, already said she wasn't coming back, and I can't remember the reasoning behind it. She hadn't got a call back about coming back. Pretty sure Bo Katan is there. Katie Sackoff, and I can't remember dude's name. This is what they list for TV shows for Star Wars: Star Wars: The Droid Story, C three PO, and R two D two, and possibly BB eight, but. The next one will be Star Wars The Acolyte. So it would take place in the High Republic era of Star Wars. Yeah. And then Andor, Shokatano, Obi-Wan, Lando. And that is it. That's what might be in the oven for... Spider-Man might show up. Ms. <laughs> Marvel, She-Hulk, Moon Knight. I know movie-wise, it's... Where's my Blade movie? Uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange. Uh, the next Captain Marvel will Marvels basically. Yeah. World of Wakanda. Did you hear they're reshooting? They're reshooting Morbius to include Andrew's Spider-Man. It doesn't really so, matter. I know a lot of fans said they want to put him in Morbius, but I didn't know that Sony had announced that they were going to put him in Morbius. I know they announced officially they are doing another Amazing Spider-Man now. Andrew's already officially coming back. And then I heard they already talked to Emma Stone. And she's supposed to be coming back now. The time that they had shot those first two movies, I would say, particularly with the Marvel side, they weren't really in their stride. And they weren't doing the billion dollars. So now, coming back to this, and these series are raking in $500 million to a billion dollars. It's like, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, and the fans are calling for it. That was the other thing. People after the movie was so big on, and I think I said that during the podcast, that I thought it felt like it served as a reset. Marvel going forward with Tom Holland's character, but then also kind of reset for Sony that if they really wanted to do something, they can go back and do it now. Everybody was big on like, yo, they need to do another one, Andrew. Oh my God, it was so good to see him. Nah, nah. You know, now that it's been a couple of weeks, he's finally been doing interviews and speaking on stuff. So you found out him and Toby went to a show on opening night put on a hat and a mask, and nobody knew they were in there. But they watched it together, and they laughed. You know, you talked about the lines that he had proud in the movie, the fact that the leaks came out, he's kind of pissed because he said he talked to Marvel like, yo, what am I supposed to do? And they're like, you're supposed to still deny it. And so he said he's sitting back doing interviews, lying his ass off. Said, to his credit, he never broke. So fans really want it. And then now, the fact that they're doing his, I would have to think that once all the Doctor Strange press and all that stuff is done, I would have to assume they're probably already going to talk to Sam Raimi about doing the Tobey Maguire one, too. Now, I think that's going to be a good one. 
Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they do it also because you got to figure technology's caught up, right? Like now, a lot of stuff that Sam Raimi probably had ideas to do and maybe couldn't, like even Rhino, when you look at it, probably couldn't, couldn't execute that effectively. Yeah. I think now they can execute all those things. And also, people aren't going to question it as much because you have 20 Marvel films to where you pretty much accept whatever fuck they throw on the screen. And it makes sense. And so now people who before would have been like, oh, man, this is bullshit. Now they're like, oh, man, that's cool. So you got a really good opportunity where you had both of those actors come back. It worked. People are hyped not just for them, but also Tom Holland. And Sony involves Marvel and doesn't try to do the whole what Amy Pascal has been doing is patting herself on the back. Like, oh, yeah, this was all me. And I did all this. But if you incorporate Bond, let them guide you and steer you on how to do this because ultimately you want to use them again in the future and that's how the deal is set up then you got a good chance for toby to do another good one and for andrew to definitely do what he should have been able to do the first yeah and i don't blame him i think it was just bad writing bad directing so i think he can do one where he really uses chops and you can really do something going forward and the fact that emma stone's coming back will further into probably going to get a good gwen stacy or Spider-Gwen coming up in the future and along the lines Marvel just on how they've been you're probably going to get a full-fledged live-action Spider-Verse that's somewhere down the line hopefully not in the next two years or some shit but build up your Spider-Universe which is what Sony's been trying to do and then get to that kind of Infinity War in-game type situation down the line 10 years it's fine <laughs> we can wait that long you were correct about She-Hulk Miss Marvel TV show Kamala Khan. Yeah. So Moonlight, Secret Invasion. Yeah, and that's the one. What if season two? Get that one. Yeah. Shit. Secret Invasion was a good one because it's supposed to set up Secret Wars, if I'm not mistaken. It will start leading towards that. It's supposed to be none of the scrolls and shit. Yeah. So. Because what's called from Game of Thrones? What the fuck is uh, Amelia Clark. She's supposed to be the star of that. Oh, God. Y'all like her out. No. But. All right. Call this podcast.